the daily news flow. It's interesting and difficult to predict. So uh, NBC Today show, the accusers of Donald Trump getting together on Megyn Kelly's show, they're trying to go big with it, but jumping in back and forth between that and, you know, an ISIS attack in New York City this morning. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to get a heck of a lot less coverage than it would have otherwise. And Might it's get just, more viewership. I don't know if people are maybe. tuning in to see the uh, the explosion coverage. I don't know. But we'll see. Anyway, more on that later. Yeah, there's some um, lefty filmmaker who's uh, coming up with a documentary about the gals, too. I wonder, are they publicizing that or just doing I, both? Or I just don't I? feel it sticking. I just... It doesn't feel like it's sticking to me. I have no idea why. Well, it's like the Al Franken and Roy Moore thing. It was all out during the election, and people voted for Trump. So hearing it again in this new era of now we believe women, I, I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, I have an idea how America will react, the way America is reacting, by saying, yeah, we heard about this. So we'll see. Please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Skylar Lifschultz, a uh, part owner of some coffee shops in the Everett, Washington area, uh, and also a community activist. Uh, Skylar, how are you, sir? Good morning, guys. Great. Uh, Never better. Good to talk to you. Uh, Skylar was involved in the Bikini Baristas lawsuit we talked about a couple of months ago. There has been a major legal development. Uh, What has happened, sir? Uh, well, the judge in federal court uh, uh, allowed the fine ladies, the bikini baristas in the city of Everett in Washington, uh, to allow them to continue uh, to wear bikinis and not to have a dress code uh, directed by the government. Uh, as in, we are now allowed to have uh, girls wear bikinis, according to our uh, our government at least according to a federal judge. Yep, the judge said the ordinance uh, imposed a dress code. It was likely vague and violated 14th Amendment equal protection guarantees because it particularly targeted women. Uh, correct. A city council sat there, voted for this unanimously, this this dress code for private enterprise, and uh, yet again, another intrusion on, on big government onto small inter- enterprise, and uh, we prevailed in federal court. So is there, any, is there any reason why citizens who don't want to their, their, their kids to see women in bikinis when they get coffee can't just stay away from the business? Is there anything keeping that from happening? Uh, good coffee? Couldn't answer that one. Well, according to some of our listeners, they said, oh, you drive by and the girls are hanging out and blah, blah, and you, you got to tell your, boy, your little boys, that, look away, look away. Uh, tell them to go back to church. Well, does that happen? Hmm. No. So, so the girls don't hang out the windows and flaunt their wares at your place? Not at our places, not at any of our competitors' places. It just doesn't happen. This this isn't 2007. This isn't the, the early days. This is a refined product. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's the, that? What's girls in a bikini serving coffee. I mean, it, it's puritanical views. Now this, this is what our I mean, enemy is. Well, let's you know, and and I'm I'm looking up. I'm trying to find the original dress code um, because it was hilarious. It well, was unintentionally hilarious. It, it has terms like anal cleft, which is just it's. Can we call it a gluteal cleft? The cleft is in your glutes, not in your anus. Can, can we make anal cleft the, the word of the day? <laughs> we don't actually have a word of the day, Skylar, but we can today if you would like. Um, so, today, let's make today anal cleft day. I just like saying that word. Well, Stand and with me. And I remember, I remember at the time that there were all sorts of measurements 
of how much thigh needed to be covered and how much breast and how, where the you know uh, the, how much past the areola must be covered and and this hilarious scenario where you'd have to have a cop with a variety of rulers and tape measures on his knees measuring people's bare thighs and the rest of it and it just seemed ridiculous at the time and i guess the judge agrees yet again another poorly crafted law that's all i can really say Three inches from the bottom of the anal cleft is how short the shorts could be worn by one of these bikini baristas. Well, Quite frankly, un-American. Well, <laughs> I don't know. If, I, I don't. I'm not sure that that law is in effect. Like uh, I live near a college campus, it doesn't seem to be in effect on the streets or whatever. But um, uh, the, the, some of the talk here is going a little too far, though. So they decided to allow the bikini baristas, and, and the, the, here's a quote. This is not only a win for our clients, but an important case defending women's right of expression. Mm, I'm not sure I believe that. We are pleased that the court affirmed these rights, especially during these currently troubling times for women in the workplace. I'm not sure I tie this into the whole groping mania that's going on. I don't see that. You don't see that. I don't want the government uh, deciding what people get to wear inside closed doors as long as they're not, you know, naked or something like that. But I just, I, I'm not, I'm not sure this is a real blow for women's rights all across America. Yeah, help us understand why you think that. This is how it begins. It's a slippery slope. Look back in Egypt back in the fifties. Look at Afghanistan back in the sixties. They're just as progressive as us here in the in the United States. Now look at them. This is how it begins. Saudi Arabia, even at one point, even had a fairly progressive attitude. Now it's more of the 30s as well. It's a slippery slope. We here in the States, we've never had so many civil rights granted to us. And we're in a very fortunate time right now. But with these small measures, with the, with the government trying to step in and take out small, small enterprise, just like us, through, through archaic uses such as dress codes, this is how it begins. That's the problem, gentlemen. I, I do think if you choose your coffee based on what the chicks are wearing behind the desk, you're a weirdo. Well, that's your choice, though. Oh, yeah, it's your choice. Well, but I, certainly. So it's my choice to make an opinion. My opinion is this. If you choose where to get your coffee based on chicks wearing bikinis, that makes you a weirdo. Well, <laughs> viva la difference, mm-hmm. I say. All right, then. Congratulations on your victory, Skyler, and uh, keep slinging that coffee. Good to talk to you. Happy trails, gentlemen. All right, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, well, the old <laughs> why, are you, why are you mad? The old slippery slope argument. <laughs> why are you mad, bro? Because they're too pleased with themselves. This is a blow for women's rights, especially during these troubling times for women in the workplace. Oh, come on. Don't try to tie it into that whole this whole thing that's going on. According to Marianne Layden, Ph.D., a psychologist and director of the Sexual Trauma and Psychopathology Program at the University of Pennsylvania, the male gaze on bikinied women is on the continuum of sexualization of women. She suggests the women at the coffee stands are less engaged in self-expression and making coffee drinks than they are in destructive sexual self-objectification that has a wider impact on the community. Oh, there's a whole bunch of objectification that's going on, but in my world, you get to do that. And yeah, perhaps and, and, you've and, noticed some. It, it happens everywhere. And right a now. grown woman gets to decide to, you know what, I want to be a, a woman who wears a bikini top to serve coffee. Yeah, right. I know the guys are coming in to see me. Right. I get that. I, I'm willing to do that. Yeah. The, the gym or God has blessed me with this body, so I'm going to make more money, blah, 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 blah. I, I'm all for living in a world where that's, you know, the okay. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't want to try, you know, try to make it sound like we're Martin Luther King here or something. I think every side of this is hilarious. 
I think the city council is hilariously inept and stupid. I think the claim that this is like uh, the Pentagon Papers <laughs> is equally hilarious. It's just amusing me. I would like to know before I walk into the place. You don't understand why. <laughs> I liked when he said yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Well, I don't really believe in slippery slopes. I believe you can have a defined line on things and call it good there. That's really what the law is on, on every aspect. If you say we're raised the speed limit to 65 from 55, it's not a slippery slope and it ends up 100. We've left it at 65. <laughs> um, I mean, you just well, pick right. a spot and you leave it there. I do a lot of hiking, Jack. I'm here to tell you. and I, I'm serious now. I'm serious, people. Some slopes are slippery. Some are not. I don't think if you say you can't have bikini wearing uh, baristas that we're going to be chopping people's heads off, you know, five years from now. Right. Or beating women for showing a little foot. <laughs> but I would like to, I'd, I don't know how these coffee shops are set up. If the name always is the name, let you know what you're because I don't want to. Hey, hey, kids, I want to stop. Dad needs a cup of coffee. And we walk in there. And I don't know. I just I don't want him to see that. Hillbilly Hotties is uh, the name of the chain. OK, that that one's helpful, I suppose. I would Jokes know. Jokes Coffee. That sort of thing. I just, I'd just i like to know before I walk in with my kids what they're going to see. So I don't know how you do that. Uh, I don't know what you do. Scantily clad biatches slinging Joe would be the name of my place. Like strip clubs. Looking for the, the uh, urban crowd. But strip clubs are getting naked, right? Uh, dep- uh, well, it depends where you are. I mean, ne- entirely naked or but you got can't, the you, G-string? You, you can't let kids in there, so you don't have that problem. No. I and certainly hope not. Maybe they got a issues. kids' room like I, car I dealers have time, with the yeah. uh, with the little uh, toy where you move the beads around the wire and you got coloring books and like uh, Blue's Clues videos playing. Great place to catch a cold. Wait right. here for about seven three minute songs. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's funny. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But um, uh, where were we? I, 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 you know, maybe I'm this, maybe this makes me a Puritan. Should have come over on the Mayflower. I don't, I don't want my kids seeing uh, women used as sex objects to sell coffee, particularly. If I got my choice between that and you know a regular coffee shop, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm While at the same time being okay with women who decide that, that that's what they want to do, I'm sure. fine with that. Or right. customers yeah. who want to go there. Yeah, I don't see. I don't. I don't think I'd be that taxed in saying. Some guys like to buy their coffee from a pretty girl wearing a bikini. And there you go. Kid has any follow-up questions, answer them. If I got the choice, I'm going to a different one. Oh, sure. Go into it? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't well, want, you I, do have the choice. Yeah. And what sort of bizarre... If I don't know, that's why I was wondering about, is oh, the right. name or is there a sign on the door that says this is one of those bikini places or whatever? Well, they're all the little booths, too. I don't think they're any, like... Starbucks style stores. It's okay. all the drive-through booths. Gotcha. And they lean out with their 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 harlotty breasts, teat heaving bosoms, and take your order. Weird. It's just weird. That's what bosoms do, Jack. They heave. Don't blame the bosom. Don't hate the bosom. That's all stupid. And why is it just coffee? I mean, if there's a way to make money in this, why isn't more convenience stores or getting gas or all kinds of different industries? Hmm. I think it helps if it's a fairly constricted space. Nobody goes in or out of it. The gals just lean out the windows. So you don't have to worry about security so much. Gotcha. So I don't know. What else do you do that in? Back in the day, you could drop off your uh, film, get your pictures developed. Mm. Well, I'm really glad that constitutional issue has been solved. 
for now. Some stats out on student loans we ought to get to at some point that are pretty dang interesting. I'm working on a line of bikini keymaker kiosks. I'm really thinking it'll take off. There you go. Well, it's dudes I wish would cover their anal cleft with their saggy, saggy pants. Right. Pull them up! Um, and we've got Sean's stories he won't be covering at some point. Certainly. All on the way. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. You don't see that. Let me uh, finish looking at these for just a second. Sure. Uh, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> That's a funny text. Are these, a lot of these are funny texts. Um, Coming up, an absolutely idiotic social justice warrior inspired, inspired controversy in a liberal college town, which tells you everything you need to know about the SJW world. I've got some polling information on the new Republican tax bill that is pretty shocking. Uh-oh. Pretty shocking. Uh-oh. From the text line, that's the best place to get texts, 415-295-KFTC. Yes. 415-295-KFTC? Huh. I suggest you put that in your phone. Maybe you don't have anything to text at us now, but you will. Jack, not strip club, gentlemen's club. What are we, savages? Right. Uh, this text- Gentlemen, good morning. This text is a little salty. If you got kids listening, I was just in Everett, Washington this weekend. Cute town, cold as balls. <laughs> Thanks for the comment. Not one random coffee shop side boob spotted. Hmm. Side boob spotted. Yeah, we got it. Uh, did Simple Jack get libertarian confused with Puritan this morning? I-, I thought I made it clear. I'm all for the law allowing this. I'm just saying for my own personal life. Part of being a libertarian is letting you be as puritanical as you want. I think. Unless you seek to enforce it yeah, on other people. And I don't. Right. Uh, that guy successfully turned me against his cause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I hey, agree with that. You know what? Listen, we talked to you a couple of months ago. You're a likable enough guy. You made some interesting points. Evidently, you went to Men's Warehouse and, got a, <laughs> and bought a suit entirely made out of self-righteousness. Well, it's, it doesn't fit. You know, it is funny. I felt myself wanting to argue with him just because of his demeanor, even though I agreed with his side. Right. Right. No, I, I totally get that. It's getting weird. I should have just stepped back and let you two get angry at each other. You know, I agree with you. I just don't like you. Yeah. Uh, here's my question. Are they allowed to discriminate against heavy girls? How does that work on oh, those kind boy. of things? That's a well, different that, case? Yeah, I don't know. That 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 area of the law is absolutely muddled and stupid because uh, you can get various judges to take various views of the thing. I mean, like that whole uh, insanely stupid ruling, what was that, 20 years ago about the news gal in California? Was it Sacramento? Christine Kraft, is that her name? Who got let go because she was uh, getting old and wasn't uh, hot enough. And a judge said, yeah, you're right. That's discrimination. It's, it's show business. You know, if, 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 if uh, you can't sing anymore, you don't get to be a singer. If you can't, you know, if nobody wants to see you as the leading man because you've gained 100 pounds and you're 70, well, then you can't demand that people employ you as that. And let's face it, the news business is, is hot-looking people reading us uh, what happened. 
Anyway, so that area of the law then, is completely muddled and silly. And they'd have to apply that to a coffee shop in this case. Well, right, yeah, she would be in show business. That's and, a tough and you one. Could, you could make a legitimate argument. In fact, I can't think of a legitimate counter-argument that that place sells physical beauty and coffee. I I hate this sort of stuff. I just it used to work out somehow. But <laughs> I hate this sort of stuff. But at at my at my regular coffee shop where women are fully clothed, I might get more tips or have more customers if I had more attractive baristas. So I don't hire this girl who's not as attractive. That's wrong. And what if they flirt with your customers? But if they're in bikinis, then I get to hire only hot women. That's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, and flirt with your customers. Right, right. Yeah, so who draws that line? Judge by judge by judge. And it's often ends up dumb and hypocritical. But you can't have different rules for the bikini coffee shop than you do for the regular coffee shop. How well, can you do that? Well, unless you, unless I could craft as a almost lawyer uh, an argument that a venue like that provides entertainment and companionship as well as the uh, the juice of the coffee seed. It's not actually a bean, Jack. It's a seed. Um, then they probably have to be registered as a different type of business with different zoning and different taxes and different every all kinds of stuff. Which brings you back to libertarianism. What the F interest does the government have in drawing that line and codifying any of that? I want to sell coffee. I'm thinking hot girls will sell me more hot coffee than not so hot gals. I'm going to try it for a while, but you got to get the government to to permit it or to designate you A, B, or C. It's ridiculous. Or, or guys, there's you know, I sh- I shouldn't have made uh, women made it particular to women. The bikini barista things is generally women, but uh, yeah. y- you get more female customers at your coffee shop if you hire all studly dudes, studs and mud. I'd call it. It's kind of an obscure reference to coffee, but... uh, I was going to go buns and biceps as the place that I couldn't get a job at. Buns and biceps. What are you selling there? Like uh, sweet rolls and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a bakery filled with nothing but bodybuilders serving it to you. Mm. I couldn't get a job there. I'll hit you with this headline. Maybe we'll get into the inside of it a little bit more. But USA Today... Suffolk University poll of the uh, GOP tax plan. You Suffolk. Thirty-two <laughs> percent support, forty-eight percent oppose. That's the lowest level of public support for any major piece of legislation in the last thirty years, including Obamacare. Thirty-two <laughs> percent. In thirty years, there's never been a major piece of legislation with as little support as that as this. Boy, I tend to like the uh, stated policies of Republicans better than Democrats, but they are hapless. So some of the numbers inside those numbers are interesting. We'll get to those later. What do you got coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we're learning more about the New York suicide bombers' ties to ISIS, the Alabama Senate race now too close to call, and an important Bitcoin update coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. And speaking of money, we really ought to be talking about the fact that all told, the fabulous fundraiser... For Warrior Foundation Freedom Station, raised almost $970,000 last week and through the weekend. million bucks. Well done, my friends. Well done. A million bucks. That's crazy money. It's going to save lives. It's going to help our heroes. It's a fabulous win. Well, it's going to build another Freedom Station is what it's going to do. So we got Marshall's News coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
up at a picture of all of Trump's accusers. He has a type, assuming, you know, alleged accusers. Um, if this is all true, he has a type. They all kind of look similar. Real attractive is one of the qualities in there. Mm-hmm. It's similar hair, facial structure, that sort of thing. It's kind of interesting. Uh, anyway, news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, New York City's reopened its subways amid heightened citywide security after a man with a pipe bomb strapped to him caused an explosion in the Times Square area during the morning rush hour this morning. A 27-year-old from Bangladesh was inspired by ISIS, but apparently had no direct contact with the terrorist organization. Which, for some reason, makes a difference. I'm not exactly sure why. You know, that we know of at this point. I mean, it's impossible to prove a negative given a thousand years' effort. So, you know, to declaratively state he had no contact at this point. And, well, okay, you know. so you find out you find out complete, definable evidence. Right. He got an email from some dude in ISIS. Hey, here's an idea for you. How do we react to that any differently than if he didn't get that email? Sure. New York's Mayor Bill de Blasio saying this morning, When we hear of an attack in the subway, it's incredibly unsettling. And let's be also clear, this was an attempted terrorist attack. There you go. Suspect injured in an area hospital. Three other people got hurt, but they're expected to be okay. Hey, you freaking moron. If you had killed 20 people, how would that have advanced your cause in any way whatsoever? It wouldn't have. Just punishing the infidel for his sins, Jack. Good luck. Good luck with your death cult, idiots. The huge Thomas Fire in Southern California spreading due to continued high winds. A fire in North L.A. has grown to 230,000 acres. 800 structures destroyed, 90,000 customers without power, just 10% contained at this point. Governor Brown on 60 Minutes last night talking about the fire's warning. The fire season used to be a few months in the summer. Now it's almost year long. These fires are unprecedented. We never seen anything like it. Scientists are telling us this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen, and we got to deal with it. Meanwhile, people who are forced from their homes due to the lilac fire in San Diego are allowed to come back home now. The mandatory evacuations were lifted last night. The outcome of tomorrow's big Senate runoff election in Alabama is anybody's guess right now. Some polls have Republican Roy Moore with a little lead, a slight lead over Democrat Doug Jones. But a new Fox News survey just released has Jones up 50 to 40 percent among likely voters. Really? What? Yes. That's an outlier, I, I think. Hey, and you know what? They're going to have a poll tomorrow. I will be surprised if uh, Moore doesn't win, though. Won't you? Yeah. Yeah, I expect him to win. But that's partly based on polls that are completely contradicted by this latest Fox poll. You said Fox, right? Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Moore has rejected numerous allegations of sexual misconduct, and President Trump doubling down, investing a lot of political capital in Moore, recording a weekend robocall for the retired judge. Roy is a conservative who helped me steer this country back on track after eight years of the Obama disaster. Now, are you noticing anything in that robocall again? It sounds like his dentures are loose a bit again. (laughs) It's a little slurry. Surely if his dentures started to slide when he's recording something, he'd start over, wouldn't he? I don't know. I'd listen through to the parts of this robocall, and they sound a little slippery. Meanwhile, Alabama's other Republican Senator, Richard Shelby, made it plain he is not a fan of Roy Moore's. I uh, couldn't vote for Roy Moore. I didn't vote for Roy Moore, but I wrote in a distinguished Republican name. Russian troops 
Get ready to exit Syria. Russia's President Vladimir Putin made an unannounced visit to the country today. He met with the Syrian leader Assad. And while there, he issued an order to begin withdrawing the majority of Russian forces. Interesting. Comes in, big hugs all around, and says, we're going home. It's the first time Putin's been to Syria since he sent forces to help crush the rebel groups opposed to Assad back in 2015. How about the dude on 60 Minutes last night that's running against Putin? Wow, was that an interesting story. Wow, what a courageous man and a patriot. Yeah, and he may have somehow managed to live long enough that Putin can't kill him now. That seems to be what he thinks. He's now become popular enough and draws big enough crowds that if he mysteriously died, there'd be quite a backlash. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I thought the same thing, uh, you know, at Tiananmen Square. Yeah. Watching that. I remember when him and his brother got thrown in jail for uh, embezzling years right. ago. I right. remember that story at the time thinking, yeah, right, embezzling. Oh, my God. Sure. They sure snuffed that one out quickly. But he got out. Right. And now he's become a political force. and He's drawn big crowds running against Putin and calling him out for what he is, a crook. Right. And he's been doing it all through social media. All through social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about his... Um, how about his uh, YouTube video, for instance, where it shows yeah. all the big people in the government and their yeah. giant ho- numbers of homes, oh, right? yeah. M- multiple multi-million dollar estates, while they've got all these poor people around the country. That's right. good stuff right there. That's that's the seeds of revolution. Well, my friends, so far, Bitcoin is a hit on Wall Street. The first ever futures contracts for the virtual co- currency started trading on Sunday, and the price has surged again. God, so I could have invested the second time we talked about this is the wrong time to get in, and I still would have made a lot of money. As of early today, Bitcoin futures that expire in January were trading at almost $18,000, up $2,400. That's according to data from the Cibo Global Markets. So I'm trying to book this private airfare for over Christmas that I talked about a couple of weeks ago. And yesterday I was doing the paying for it part, and uh, it cost you 2% if you use your credit card, 3% if you do this, whatever, and 1% if you pay in Bitcoin. It's the first time I've come across that. Wow. Where that was even an option, and that was the cheapest option. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you dug down into your pockets and pulled out your cyber currency and said, here you go. Absolutely, because I'm big on the dark web. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong Getty Show, the voice of the West. You got take a couple me. of bitcoins jangling in your pocket. Is it, that how they work? It would take me several <laughs> hours to figure out how to get a bitcoin in your cyber pocket. But yeah, essentially right. that. Yeah. I don't have one of those. Do they change the lines of my slacks? Coming up, an absolutely great indication of the logic of the social justice warrior. some point we should do Sean's stories he won't be covering. Because yeah. there's some good stuff in there. I've, I've been tipped off. The ancient, allegedly syphilitic uh, governor of California, Jerry Brown, on 60 Minutes last night. We'll play you some highlights of that, perhaps next hour, year-round. More behind this poll that shows how unpopular the GOP tax plan is. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We haven't even talked about this. MSNBC and... CBS ran with a CNN story last week that everybody was calling for a day till they retracted it and said, oops, sorry. It was this, the smoking gun in the whole Russian collusion investigation. Oh, yeah. Ran with it for a day. Man, you give a lot of ammunition to Trump to call you fake news when you do that and that stuff before you run with it. Washington Post reporter tweeting out a picture of the half-empty arena for Trump. 
saying filled to the rafters, huh? It was taken hours before the rally when it wasn't yet full. And uh, so he apologized and retracted it. But, you know, certainly feeding the narrative, handing a club to uh, the president. So listen, this is a beautiful example of one of the more uh, bizarre and troubling aspects of social justice warriorism. In fact, I fully expect Jack to think I'm making this up. You're making this up. I think we've probably talked about this before. The fact that there is a growing movement among social justice warrior snowflakes and their, their pals and their wackadoo professors to say that logic and science and mathematics are tools of the white supremacists and that logic is actually a tool to keep people down. And so any appeal to logic or mathematics or science is a tool of racism, which is incredibly troubling. It's obviously, uh, in case your head is so soft you can't puzzle this out for yourself, it's obviously to clear the deck for nothing but doctrine. You cannot question our doctrine using logic, etc., because then you're using the tools of the oppressor. But anyway, here's a great example of it. Oberlin College, which is in Ohio, it is a ridiculous, ridiculously liberal college in a very liberal town. You may recall in 2015, students were decrying the school's dining hall sushi and Vietnamese sandwiches as cultural appropriation and demanded sushi be removed from the menu because it was quote-unquote cultural appropriation. What? One of the single stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. How How would we eat anything? Well, right. Okay, so I'm a guy of mostly English-Irish ancestry, some Scandinavian, and a tidbit of, like, Spain, Italy, that sort of thing. So, obviously, I would have to hire my own personal chef to prepare food that is only that percentage of those places. And if some son of a bitch who was mostly Russian with a Bit of African try to eat my food. By God, he's a racist. But so you couldn't have tacos. You couldn't have spaghetti. You could no, no. Oh my God, I can't believe you even said that out loud. Right? That's, that's it's pretty a, crazy. It's absurd. Well, that's the 2015 story. Let's get to the new story. Gibson's Bakery, century owned, century old, family owned business near campus. The sweet relationship has turned bitter. This is from the left-leaning AP. Oh, sweet, because it's a bakery. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. it. That's turned correct. Bitter. Turned bitter. Amid hotly disputed accusations of racism. The dispute began in November with the arrest of, uh, last November, with the arrest of three Oberlin students who happened to be black, who tried stealing wine from Gibson's. Gibson's Bakery obviously also has wine. Don't get hung up on it. God dang it. You go in there, you got a little wine buzz going, you have a sweet roll, you think, I want more wine, you get some wine. I'd like a cinnamon roll and a Chardonnay. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Okay, so you got these three black students arrested uh, who tried to steal wine. Um, What happened was, I'm trying to do this in order. This article skips around in kind of an unsatisfying way. The three students were arrested after punching and kicking the white shopkeeper who tried to stop them from stealing wine. The 18 and 19-year-old students said they were racially profiled and that their only crime was trying to buy alcohol with fake identification. 
The shopkeeper, Alan Gibson, said the students attacked him after he caught them trying to steal bottles of wine. The day after the arrests, hundreds of students protested outside the bakery for the racist, racist bakers. Members of Oberlin Student Senate published a resolution saying Gibson's, quote, had a history of racial profiling. Few college, oh, uh, super liberal, blah, 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 there we are. Okay. Um, conservatives then um, derided the students on social media's coddled snowflakes, uh, had counter demonstrations, et cetera, et cetera. And went and bought as many cinnamon rolls as they could carry. The three students arrested at Gibson's pleaded guilty in August to attempted theft and aggravated trespassing and said in statements in their plea agreement that their actions were wrong and that the store wasn't racist. But that hasn't stopped the anger at Oberlin College because logic and the truth should not get in the way of a good self-righteous protest. So, students uh, continue to boycott Gibsons over the racial profiling. Pressed by a reporter to provide evidence or examples of profiling, they only said that when black students enter the store, quote, they feel like they're being watched. Racism can't always be proven on an Excel sheet, said Cameron with a K Dunbar, an Oberlin junior and vice chair of the student senate. Racism can't always be shown on an Excel sheet. That's, That's a good right. One. That's right. <laughs> um, good one, Cameron with a K. On November 7th, the Gibsons sued the college and Meredith Raimondo, vice president and dean of students, for slander because faculty, mem- faculty members encouraged the demonstrations, suspended classes so people could go to it, distributed flyers, and supplied the protesters with free food and drink in spite of the three students involved pleading guilty and saying there was no racism. It says Raimondo took part in the demonstration against Gibson's with a bullhorn and distributed a flyer that said the bakery is, quote, a racist, all caps, establishment with a long account of racial profiling and discrimination, offering no evidence. Indeed, when pressed, she could not offer any evidence. Today, the lawsuit says college tour guides continue to inform prospective students as they walk by Gibson's that it's a racist store. The suit says Oberlin demanded that he stop pushing criminal charges. This this is so beautiful. The university is demanding that Gibson stop pushing criminal charges on first-time shoplifters and that they call school deans instead. Right, I'm running a business. People are stealing from me. Gibson's loses thousands of dollars to theft, the lawsuit says. It rejects any accusations of racial bias, pointing the police figures in the, for the past five years, showing that only six out of 40 adults arrested for shoplifting at the bakery were black. So they don't like anybody 34 who steals. 34 out of 40 were white. So they just don't like people who steal, it looks like to me. Right. So it would seem. It's so obvious that ever since the 60s, People go through the college experience wanting to have something to get all worked up about and have bullhorns and protest and make a difference. Right. Ever since the 60s, they want their college experience to include that. And you don't have the Vietnam War and you don't have, you know, a variety of giant issues sometimes to get involved in. So you make one up Mm -hmm. or you make a small one giant. Right. In this case, it sounds like they made one up. Right. I would say people want to get high, get laid and have righteous indignation. And depending on who they are, the order switches up. But yeah, righteous indignation is a desperate need for a certain number of kids. And the the far, far, far left professors that are kicking around our camp eye these days are just 
desperate to get that going themselves. That whole cultural appropriation thing is the strangest thing that's ever come along. You know, there are a few narrow examples of, I get what you're talking about, but the idea that you shouldn't serve sushi? So, what cuisine can you serve? Right, pretty limited. That which was entirely developed in Oberlin, Ohio? And only to Oberlinians. Everybody else has to bring their own food? You people are effing nuts. (laughs) You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.